since the dawn of time, many of the world's best thinkers have tried to understand Wikipedia. Leonardo da Vinci, Socrates, Einstein. But all have failed until now. Two great warriors have stepped forward. I am Ben Graw the Mighty. And I am Garth Remington the Kingslayer. They aren't thinkers, they're doers. And they're going to review every single page on Wikipedia. That task is impossible. And remember, if you listen to this podcast, then hot girls will want to hook up with you. We totally will. This is the Wiki Review. Yeah, but I'm worried about you stabbing me. Oh yeah, you'll get stabbed. There's no question about it. What does the goat contribute is all I want to know. I just shook you to your core. Hello and welcome to Wiki Review. I'm Ben Graw. I'm Gareth Remington. And on this episode, we were thinking of doing the Wikipedia page for Creature, but that didn't feel enough, so we thought Mythical Creature. But then we thought, we can't just have plain old mythical creatures, we need legendary creatures. So on this episode, we're doing the Wikipedia page for Legendary Creature. Oh mate, this creature, oh, he's like a full legend, bro. A legend, mate. He's a legend. Beast. <laughs> you straight away went for the bogan. Absolutely. When you hear legend, it's a yeah. bogan thing. I, oh, it's legendary. I like to think of when people are talking about minotaurs and stuff, there's like an Aussie in the background mm. going, oh, bull's head, legend. <laughs> or you have that guy from How I Met Your Mother, Barney, where he oh, yeah. go, legend, wait for it, dairy. <laughs> legend, hope you're not lactose intolerant for the next part, dairy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had many different spins on that. But still, you go for the bogan. Yeah, no, I, I went for the bogan. <laughs> How region specific? Yes, it feels more original. <laughs> even though more people act like that than Barney. It's a little like Kath and Kim. It is. It's nice. It's different. It's unusual. Nice, yeah. nice. Yes. God, that hasn't been on the air for a while. I know. Are they doing stuff these days? Probably trying to count their money, I imagine. Retiring in a plush lifestyle. Like they did that show and just going, look, we made all the money. What else do you want from us? Yeah, well, they did fast forward and full frontal and all the way up to that. Kath and Kim was before that show as a sketch on, I think it was fast forward or something. And they're well-known, well-established comedians. So they just went, you know what? I'm done. That would be cool. Just drop mic and walk off and go, look, I was funny. Wouldn't that be great? Like, yeah, I'm at the point in my career where I could just move away, (laughs) do my thing. Wouldn't that be great? You're just like, I'm retired. I don't need to work. And every day you get these letters and emails and phone calls like, come on, please. We'll offer you all the money in the world to do this gig. And you're like, um, nah. (laughs) Is it a good sign that we're like 60 odd episodes or less than that into this podcast and we're already thinking of retiring? (laughs) Mate, I was thinking of retiring before we started. (laughs) That's the dream to make it so you can like call it quits. It'd be better to have been a great comedian than be a great comedian. Oh, absolutely. Too much pressure if you are a great comedian. When you meet the older guys who no longer need to do it, they all sit around going, let me tell you, in my day, I love that idea. Look, gigs were real when I did it. Oh, you kids, you've got it 
all easy now. Let me tell you a story. And they tell you some long, boring story that is exactly the same as what you go through. And everyone goes, so insightful. Isn't that wise? Wow, I could learn so much from this guy. No, he just did the job. (laughs) Well, his stories have famous people in them. Yours don't. That's true. Although we're getting to the point now where a lot of our stories have people who are famous in them now. (laughs) But that's more depressing for us than anything else. Now I'm at the point where I know people who've met famous people. I'm at the point where all my stories involve people who are famous because I've worked with famous people, but only famous in comedy. People go, who do you know? Because they've seen comedy on TV and you go, well, let me tell you about the greatest comedian of our time, this guy. They're like, who's that? Yeah, never mind. It's not Seinfeld. See, I would like it if somebody famous saw something that I did. Like if someone famous said, oh, I listen to Wiki Review. That would be awesome. Okay, first off, that would be awesome. Secondly, how low are your goals? (laughs) I don't want to be famous. I just want someone who's famous to have heard of what I do. Damn right. (laughs) It's called achievable. (laughs) And for them to like it. Yeah, well, if they like it, then that's something. I mean, one retweet from Kanye West and we could be on the map. Like, what if, like, Brad Pitt, for instance, he subscribed to our podcast and he left a five-star rating and a comment. Oh, wow. And it's like, how do we pull that into anything? I'll go you one further. What if he left a 4.5-star rating? He didn't give us five stars. That's a good rating. I would want to know how we could improve our podcast to appease Brad. Pitt. I know, we would completely change the format. Whatever he says, we're now just performing to one person. <laughs> it's not going to help us in any way. And like, he just left that. He doesn't like say it publicly. He just put like 4.5 stars. Hey, I like the show. It's good. And that's it. You would bring that up all the time, wouldn't you? All the time. You'd be at parties like, oh, how's your show going? Well, let me tell you, in the words of Brad Pitt, it's a good show. Could use some improvement. <laughs> it entertained me when I was on a flight. And occasionally he emails in. Oh, that would be great. Because you know that we would immediately be re- reading it out like mm. okay so Brad Pitt commented to us and he'd be listening to it like god these guys want to suck my D and he won't verify it so at a certain point it looks like we're lying <laughs> and cr- people are just like that show really went downhill once they started with that whole Brad Pitt listens bit <laughs> that gag needs to go no he actually listens he <laughs> called us up once he said no photos when we met up with him but like we saw him we promise have you ever googled I've met Brad Pitt I bet it's just a whole bunch of people and it's all just like lies. Like we wouldn't be the first people to claim this. Well, who is, do you reckon our most realistic celebrity listener that we could get? Cause he's way out there. He lives in America and stuff. We'd probably get a local person. It has to be local. Immediately, it has to be someone who listens to podcasts. I don't know who listens to podcasts. Like you guys listen to podcasts. I mean. Are any of you famous? <laughs> write in, find us on Facebook or email us. You don't even have to be like a celebrity famous. Like, you know, you could be someone who's really renowned in the world of engineering. <laughs> you know, you're a high class lawyer or something. Like, I'll take Infamous. Oh, how cool would that be? Some guy who's, like, gone to jail for life for, like, the most famous... Like, who's the Tasmania shooty guy? Is he still alive? Uh, yes, sort of. He's, like, comatose and medicated, so he's not really... So So they're playing wiki review to him. It's the only thing that keeps him from acting out. Oh, really? We're keeping him calm? Don't shoot people. Don't shoot people. Do we say that enough in our podcast? I feel like we should now. We should, but I feel like I say the exact opposite way too often. Yeah, he's like, I don't want to end up like Garth. There we go, see? Learn from my mistakes. But like, okay, so one of the guys who did like a famous hostage situation, like,
like even if it was like something that you're like that's a horrible like the world's most famous pedophile like uh, okay. if Pell I probably wouldn't be advertising that I'm just happy that someone that people know listens like what's his name Archbishop Pell or whatever the Catholic guy the, the kitty fiddler if he, he listens to our podcast he could listen and if he was like you know I just want to say you know, like before you sentence me to life imprisonment for my horrible crimes that wiki review is the greatest podcast of all time yes, yes. We made it! Because that would be something that would be on all newspapers everywhere. And they'd be like, yes. what the hell's Wiki Review? What's going on? And then we'd do the Wikipedia page for him. Oh, yeah. And it would just be whole cyclical. And we'd know that it would make the news and there'd be quotes there. <laughs> so, of course, we'd say horrible things that we shouldn't say. Oh, I'd be absolutely gleaming. Like, I would defend the guy. Like, he's irrepressible. I hate the guy. It's disgusting what he did. But if he said he liked us and we actually got a five-star review from Pell. Oh, come on, the guy's not that bad. You don't know him like we know him okay those kids were lying all right how do you know were you there that's right he's a saint shame on you all so what if he listened to our podcast and he had a few moral objections because i'd change for brad pitt i mean well he's already listening right yeah and clearly he likes doing things that are morally questionable yeah but he thinks that some of the things we talk about like he said he says it's wrong you could go to hell for that it's like dude you fiddle kids like come on (laughs) perspective here if i say fuck too many times that's not a big deal in comparison You guys are always talking about mythical creatures and stuff, and that's satanic, okay? That's the devil's tools right there. I'd try to get him on the show. I mean, yeah, of course. That's the main problem. That'd be an interesting interview. It would. So, welcome to Wiki Review. I'm Ben Grow. I'm Garth Remington. I'm... I should really know his first name by now. I'm Archbishop I mean, Pell. yeah, he listens, of course. Yeah, oh, we know we know him by first name. I probably yeah. have a nickname for him. Oi, Pelly! Hey, you old kid touch of you. How's the old sex offender doing? I don't know if we could have him actually come in here. I think I live too close to a school. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Wiki Review's on location. Another 200 metres down the road, just because, well... We've got a guest. <laughs> we brought out the measuring tape and everything. <laughs> oh, what's that beeping noise? Oh, it's his ankle bracelet. <laughs> now, I imagine um, if we ever get him on the show, it would have to be via Skype when he's in prison. So they'd be like, oh, hey, guys. Yeah, it's really great to be here. What you say, little man? Like there'd be mm. people in the background trying to beat him up. And But I don't know if a kiss RC interview would be like that good. Like, I think condemning him could just work if like he listens, but we don't want listeners like that. Oh, we're too cool for him? Yeah. No, I couldn't hide my school reaction to a famous person an infamous person liking it and like come on everyone's condemning him I don't go with the crowd but what if we were like the podcast of the Ku Klux Klan what's it pay it doesn't it's the same as this it's just we get a lot of publicity so whatever we can do with that we don't have ads in our podcast so that's kind of a bad move if we get famous (laughs) you'll like have kissed this ass all over and then just realize that there is absolutely no money in what you did and be like oh shit we've shut a lot of doors here you're an accountant make it work (laughs) (laughs) well I guess we're touring now Nashville and Alabama for the rest of our lives. We could do this podcast live. We could go around. <laughs> Imagine getting yeah, shows. Oh, we could be sponsored by Sunscreen. That's a safe bet for the Ku Klux Klan. Thing that, now they all cover up. Yeah, but they're also white. You know what I mean? Like if we manage to get a black people following, like they're not going to buy Sunscreen. Yeah, I think if we're the podcast of the Ku Klux Klan, 
Island, then we're not going to get a black following at all. Yeah. I think that goes out the window right there. I like the idea that we could get both. <laughs> they both listen to it and think it's about them the whole time. If we get both messages at the same time and they're like, we just want to say from the Black Panthers, our movement's still strong and we support you. You guys have said some real good stuff. We're from the Ku Klux Klan. We just want to say that what you say really inspires us to keep hating black people and Jews and everything we say. We have to dance that line <laughs> of like saying something that both think is about <coughs> them at all times. Well, we had a famous, we can't say who they are, but they're militant. <laughs> they're in America and they're going to change the establishment for the better. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I wouldn't mind if it was all going on in America. Because I, I feel distant enough from that. Yeah, like if One Nation supporters started calling in, like going, yeah, guys, that could be <clears> your neighbor. If Donald Trump listened, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. Because he tweeted We could be about like it. Fox and Friends. <laughs> I know. We'd see like the Fox News people and be like, hey, guys, it's us. And, like, <laughs> it's the Wiki Review guys. Hey, what are you telling Trump today? I would just tell him to do way more crazier shit just to see how it goes. <laughs> You'd egg him on. Damn right. I want to see more interesting television. <laughs> Your old bits are getting stale. Stop going on about the wall. You started crazy. You've got to amp it up more, man. Yeah, go a dome. Oh, a, a dome. dome. Yeah. Build yeah. a dome over America so no one can get in. That's right. That's a genius idea. <laughs> <laughs> and then that way, it's not only Mexico paying for it. Every country in the world except for America can chip in and they can buy the dome for America. Actually, I'd be for that. Yeah, absolutely. Let's dome America. World's biggest bubble. Let's do it. How about like a giant escalator that goes right over from Mexico to Canada? That way they can just bypass you completely. You just have Americans like begging us to stop <laughs> <laughs> look guys we're aware of who you are because of what our president's doing <laughs> oh wouldn't that be great the senator makes a good point in the parliament today but the president was listening to a podcast at the time <laughs> hey, hey guys you gotta hear this thing he's talking about minotaurs it's like <laughs> it's a bull and a person it's hilarious can we make those yeah <laughs> absolutely he'd get his best scientists on it guys what are you doing we're curing cancer all right scrap that he just like smashes all the beakers off the table good you're not busy yeah <laughs> We need minotaurs, so I want you to get a bull's head and just chuck it on a guy. Well, what guy? I don't know. That guy. Bill, come here. <laughs> I love that you probably introduced the minotaurs as a segue, but this is like one of the most long-winded segues <laughs> to get back to the fact that we're reviewing the Wikipedia page for legendary creatures and haven't said a single word about it yet. <laughs> We've done well. I'm taking the hint, Garth. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't even a hint. I was just trying to think of something that he could do that'd be crazy, and I'm like, well, it's right in front of me. Yeah, you're just looking at a picture of one on the screen, because one of the pictures are a statue of a senator. Minotaur. Minotaur. Whatever. The senator's the horse one, isn't it? But that's a dude head. Ah, uh, yeah, because there's different combinations and they have different names. Yeah. that's the bull's head man's body. What's the bull's body man's head? Centaur. And that's one it has a dude's body. I thought that was a up... horse. What? Isn't a centaur a horse? There's or... a centaur and there's a centaur, I think. Okay. One's a bull's body and one's a horse's body. But it's got a dude's torso from there up where the neck should be. It's uh, a... So it's just a leg. Yeah, he gets four legs, two arms. Though the centaurs kind of look weird because they have two bodies. Because they have the horse's body, but they mm. also have the human's body. It's like where their wang should be, it's a horse. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Whoever drew these things was like, look, I'm really good at drawing ripped muscles. That's all there is. So that's everything's going to have ripped muscles. Do you reckon people were that ripped back then? Because these days you see guys, they get on supplements and you have to work out a lot. And I understand back then, you know, people weren't as fat and they did have to exercise more. But were they really that ripped? All the armors had like abs on them. But the dude underneath that abs. Like, I feel like that was just kind of painted on. I assume that's what everyone looked like before McDonald's. <laughs> 
Everyone's just ripped ass, and then along came Mickey D's and just destroyed it for everyone. Pretty much. They just made food easy, and then other people went, hey, that's a good idea, and they did that, and here we got. It's amazing what you can do when you don't have to carry a giant shield up to the Acropolis. <laughs> Mind you, if you put all Maccas at the top of Acropolis, then probably wouldn't be as successful, I guess. I mean, how much heavy lifting do you honestly do in your day-to-day life? Not- it's rare. I've seen you, like, lift things and struggle with it. I sweat from, like, yeah, 10 meter carry of anything. I hurt my back a couple of months back. Like, really hurt it. Like, I had to lie down on the ground. I couldn't walk anytime I stood up. I was basically paralyzed because I took six bags of shopping in the one hand instead of two because I needed to open the door. Then weren't you a farm boy? Yeah. What happened? I stopped farming. Because <laughs> you would have had to be up early and stuff. I don't know how do chickens work. Well, first off, chicken farming, it's the least labor intensive. They're the smallest animal. So, I mean, you carry buckets and you wind up winches and stuff. But then you have to dig stuff as well. But then you got tractors and stuff for that. It's not like I had to carry an ox corpse. You did handle a small animal. I couldn't picture you as a cow farmer. Yeah, me either. That sounds like too much heavy work for you. Too much sun too. Chickens are in a shed. That's good. I've got coverage. Or I think sheep would be the worst one though, because aren't they basically the biggest animal that you might be expected to carry? Oh, we did have sheep on the farm and I had to catch them for the shearer. They're in a pen. That'd be fun until the novelty wore off and then that'd be a horrible chore. Well, it's kind of like you get into it, I guess, but it's interesting because you catch them, that you got to grab them. You kind of tuck your arms like you would someone else like underneath their front armpits and then you got to lift it up and then you kind of use your leg to flick their legs out and what's funny about a sheep is when you flick the legs out they stay up (laughs) so they sort of I don't know how to say this on a podcast Uh, like their legs go straight forward like as if you can't bend your knee so you think like oh I lift them up they're just going to put their legs on the ground and kick up no they just sort of hang with their legs up in the air (laughs) and they're like alright this is what's happening but then you have to carry them because you can't drag them through the dirt because then the dirt gets on the wall how heavy is a sheep? they're not that heavy aren't they? have you seen Sean? sheep? Yes, I have. Yeah. Well, yeah, when you shear a sheep, you realize just how small they actually are. They're big, I guess. They're bigger than a chicken. It's not as heavy as a pig. Definitely that would not. shearing a chicken be hard? Well, you pluck them to start. <laughs> so, so yes, I feel like that's a job that would be hard, but also impractical, and, <laughs> but mainly just completely pointless. Well, what would happen if you tried to shear a chicken? Would you end up just like killing it? I think it'd live, but then it'd have all these <laughs> spikes hanging out of it. Cause you know, like feathers have that tough bit at the bottom. You'd shave it, but it still has the spike in the skin so essentially you've made it a hedgehog (laughs) a two-legged hedgehog That'll scare off the foxes. That's crazy. Like, in fact, I don't know why they... They don't fly. What do they need the feathers for? Just <laughs> spike it up, guys. So the point of all that is bullhead, human body, minotaur. Men- That's right. <laughs> I'm glad we got there. Now, what do we got here? Um, so we're talking about, yeah, legendary creatures. That we, like we said, the minotaur. There's a picture of what I'm assuming is a unicorn here. And a raccoon. Yeah, raccoons. Legendary mythical creatures for um, that time. Oh, sorry. No, no, raccoon. It's called a monoceros. A monoceros? Which, isn't that something that happens to your liver when you drink too much? (laughs) Yeah, this thing eats it. (laughs) Back then, they wondered what was happening to their livers. It turns out it was this thing. It's a monoceros. It wasn't all the the mead and alcohol they were consuming. No, it was this thing, the monoceros. Oh, the monoceros got us. Yeah, we need to drink more alcohol to fix that. But the picture of the unicorn, I assume it's a unicorn. It kind of looks like a deer. It does kind of look like a deer. Like, you wouldn't say that's a horse, would you? In fact, it doesn't even have a horse tail. And its horn is curved. Yeah, like, it's not curved back like you would a deer but I think that's just a deer I think they stuffed up like someone went I saw a unicorn what's that it's like a horse with the horn that's 
a deer. No, it's a unicorn. And the horn looks like a stick. It just really looks like someone stabbed a deer in the head with a stick. That sounds like a funny medieval joke to do. <laughs> like you grab a wild creature, you shove a stick in its head and then you tell people it's like something different. And then the monosaurus ate it because it's eating something. It looks like it's licking a rock or well, it's licking something. I think it's like someone left meat out for it, but I don't know. Like it's standing on blue ground. Those crazy medievalans. They need to draw clearer pictures. So there were several animals that they used. It always reminds me of those little books, you know, where it's like split into different sections. And oh, you the can head, do the like body the, and the, the yeah, legs. And you can like flip them and mix and match and make all sorts of crazy things. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much mythology. That's all they did. That's all it is. It's probably just they had one of those books and just like, we need a new creature. Flip, flip, flip. Deer with human arms. Go. I'm interested because what's a shimmerer? A shimmerer. I'm going to call it a shimmerer. It might be pronounced chimera. According to writers, was a fire-breathing hybrid creature of somewhere in Asia Minor, composed of parts of more than one animal. It is usually depicted as a lion with the head of a goat arising from its back and a tail that might end with a snake's head. Why would it have a goat back? A goat's head on its back. That doesn't make a lion more scary. The snake tail I can see. That would freak me out if a lion with a snake tail came out. But if yeah. I saw a goat's head there, I'd be like, did it eat the goat and it's trying to escape? Wouldn't that be distracting for the lion? Like, you know how like dogs chase their tails? Yeah. Like, it'd just be constantly trying to claw at its back. I mean, <laughs> that's the head of the goat. It's got some horns, which I think it's facing backwards. So the horns just hit the lion in the back of the head all the time. What does the goat contribute is all I want to know. Maybe like when it wants to eat tin cans. <laughs> like it turns around and like, oh, I can't eat this, I'm a lion. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, get the goat on it. Or this way, like, oh, what ate the crops? Oh, I was like a lion creature. Lions don't eat crops, dumbass. Nah, it had a goat's head on it. <laughs> ate all the stuff. It's continuously having to feed this goat's head that's on the back. It's like conjoined twins, and if you don't feed the goat, it'll die, and it controls maybe one of the legs, so it'd be really, like, painful for the lion. The lion's mouth doesn't actually connect to the stomach. It just sort of, like, drops out somewhere, so it actually has to keep feeding the goat to survive. Because out of the three mouths, that's the only one that's going to the stomach. <laughs> like, the snake can poison things, the lion can bite things, but the goat is the stomach. Yes, it just has to consume. That's why it can eat anything, because whatever a snake gets, it can give to it. Whatever a lion gets, it can give to it. Also, if the lion lies down on its side, then the goat can eat the grass that's like <laughs> this is constantly laying around so the goat can eat <laughs> maybe they just put it in because <clears throat> someone's like it's like a lion with a snake's tail oh my god that's frightening all right all right turn it back turn it back uh it's got a goat in there too that's cute they talk about the dove in christianity the holy spirit but the dove's a real thing yeah but not the holy spirit it looks like a dove but it's actually the holy spirit i think it's usually a dove of fire oh wow which that kind of sounds like satan but apparently it's god <laughs> god can be fire and so can satan it depends on yeah. who's talking <laughs> Moses talked to a burning bush and yeah there's a lot of candles in churches see that's the thing I've always wondered about Christianity you've got the father the son and the holy spirit so you've got the father which is God yep. the son which is Jesus and the holy spirit which is this bird yes messenger pigeon yeah why are people praying to the bird that's weird the holy spirit because they throw it in there with the sign of the cross yeah. daddy junior and the spook is that the one that appears magically because apparently if you look at God you die I think like humans I might be thinking of dogma yeah yeah yeah. Where if Alanis Morissette speaks, everyone dies. Yeah, that's Lemetatron. Oh. That was played by Alan Rickman. Okay, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't know if Kevin Smith made that up. Oh, that's all pretty based on real stuff. Well, when I say real, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I've never heard Lemetatron in the Bible at all. Yeah. And I was brought up with that stuff. <laughs> There's only like two angels that they really mention in the Bible, which is Gabriel and Michael. Oh, also Lucifer. Yeah, well, Lucifer, if you want to count 
that. <laughs> Angels that are still good. The people angels... you might see in heaven. Okay, people you might bump into. <laughs> These are the names you need to know so it's not awkward. You don't want to be that guy at the party with Brad Pitt and you're like, hi, good to meet you. Who are you? I'm Brad Pitt. <laughs> hey, have you uh, heard this podcast, Wiki Review? <laughs> <laughs> Brad, you're our boy. If we met Brad Pitt and he listened to our show, we knew he listened to our show and we didn't recognize him when we met him, oh, that would be awkward. It would be. Like, so, what do you do? It's like, I'm an actor. I'm like, all right, stick with it. Stick with it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's a tough gig, man. I hope, you know, if you keep at it, you may be a little too old and I don't know if you're pretty enough for it, but you could be like the sidekick to the good looking guy, I guess. He's like asking if he can be in the YouTube videos. I'm like, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. You can audition, yes. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see if a role comes up that's like for you. Like most of what we do is like really cool guys, you know, like doing cool stuff, like just being like good looking and cool. So um, if we decide to do anything else, we'll let you know. <laughs> or even worse, he recognizes us. It's like, Ben, God, oh my God, I love your podcast. Oh, thanks. Always good to meet a fan. Don't know who he is at all. And we almost like snub him because it's like our one chance to like mm. be better than someone. I figure those would be the conditions I would be best under though. If I didn't know it was Brad Pitt, I'd probably be fine. But I think if you told me it was Brad Pitt, I would stumble and um and ah a lot. <laughs> oh my, you turn into the teenage girl. Oh my God, it's Brad Pitt. Because I'd just do that, especially knowing that it was him. But that would be the plan. I would yeah. be trying to do that. Like going in there, I'd be like, that's Brad Pitt. All right, I'm going to go swoom over him. I'm going to blush. I'm going to giggle. <laughs> oh my God. I can't believe I'm meeting you. Oh, this is so weird. It's so random. Uh, when I was 16, Fight Club was the best movie I'd ever seen. <laughs> it was, still is. Yeah. <laughs> there are very few movies that stand the test of time, but Fight Club is always awesome. It was better when I was 16. Of course it was better. <laughs> <laughs> and also, what's a Triton? Isn't that like the fork thing? That yeah, but this is, these are animals. These are animals, so it can't be like a Triton. The message of the sea, he is the son of Poseidon and Amphidary. So is he just a guy? Doesn't he have dude, to be an animal? But I think he's got like a serpent body. He's oh, really okay, represented that... as a merman. It's a mermaid guy. I guess mermaids count. But he's like the most famous of the mermen. Aquaman would be there like, technically I'm a merman. They're like, yeah, no one's heard of you. Have you heard of Triton? This you... guy hasn't got a movie. <laughs> he's not the most famous. I'd never heard of him until like 10 seconds ago. I'd heard of the thing that's named after him. Hey, if you go back 3,000 years, this guy was the shit. Everyone had heard of him. Everyone's like, Aquaman. Yeah, you know, Stan Lee. Stan who? So why is the fork called a trident then? Is it named after him or is it just a huge coincidence? I reckon it has to be related somehow because a trident, tri meaning three, ton meaning spear. <laughs> the real question is why is he called trident? It's like if my dad called me 22. <laughs> well, I named him after my favorite weapon. This is my other son, Glock. <laughs> this is AK-47, my beautiful daughter. It's also what I'll shoot you with if you touch her. So, okay, you've satisfied my curiosity with that. Thank you. And then you have the Sphinx. Which is like a lion with a person's head. Yeah, that is more famous than Aquaman, I'll give you that. Definitely. But they must have been really into those because Egyptians worship cats. But I read there was an army fighting the Egyptians and because the Egyptians worship cats, what this army did was they strapped cats to their shields and charged them because then they couldn't... They would swing their weapons at them because they couldn't kill their god. Oh, that's awesome. That's just like taking India on cowback. Yes! <laughs> that is the way to invade India. Bull rush them. Just like, they can't know, do anything. Like, you know, running to the bulls in Spain? Yeah. It's like that, but like, taking down like, yeah, just Hindus left, right, and center. You don't even have to send a single troop there. Just keep dropping cows until they're completely overrun. <laughs> they're just really inconvenient. There's just cows living everywhere. They're like, well, we just gotta move. <laughs> Excuse the pun, but I think that would cut through all the bullshit. Ha <laughs> ha! Hi-yo! <laughs> yes. So there would be a lot of bullshit. There would be. 
That's probably what would get them in the end. <laughs> just crap everywhere. The smell would just get to them and they'd just be like, let's worship something else. <laughs> oh God, I'd hate to see their china shops. You have the meeting there and it's just like, okay, the plus side of ditching the cows is we can get rid of this epic cow problem and then we can all have hamburgers. I've always wanted to try steak. Has anyone here all else wanted to try steak? Billion hands go up. Do they have milk? Do they milk cows? I feel like they milk cows. I don't know. There are a lot of dietary restrictions in religion though. And it all dates back to stuff that's not really relevant. Because a lot can't eat bacon. Even the Catholics can't have anything but fish on Fridays. Which they've started reeling that back a lot. If you go back a few hundred years, there was all kinds of crazy Catholic laws on what you can and can't eat. For Lent, there's a whole month they just can't eat meat. All kinds of weird restrictions and it's just gotten lighter and lighter as they're like, look, we're trying to keep the people happy. Yeah, I remember Lent as a kid because yeah. I went to a religious school so they really push that and it's like you can give up chocolate for Lent and I'm like why would I want to do this? I know people who take it very seriously. No, no. I was always trying to figure out the thing I could give up the easiest. (laughs) (laughs) What's the easiest thing that I wouldn't even notice? I I mean the joke was we'll give up homework for a month. You beat me to it. Right. Oh no, I I thought of that like years and years before you got to that. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like two seconds ago. You're like 10, 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah. That's the joke we made in primary school. (laughs) (laughs) It reminds me of like uh, when there was a bunch of refugees that were stopped in Papua New Guinea uh, before they got here. They had them all in the encampment, you know, can't get them out. They're all Muslim, obviously. So the Papua New Guineans, not knowing anything, serve them this big, uh, like, sweet and sour pork meal. (laughs) And they're all like, well, we can only eat the rice, we can't eat it. Papua New Guinea, if you know Papua New Guineans, this is so them. They, like, saw it, they made this big meal, they didn't eat it, they went, oh, so we get to eat it because they didn't? Guess what they're having every night? (laughs) Sweet and sour pork party, guys! I would just pass on a religion based on food options alone. Even Mormons, they're just like, you can't have coffee. I'm like, why? I need to, something to keep me awake while I read this stupid book. <laughs> I really can't be in this religion and not have <clears throat> coffee. It's one or the <laughs> other. So you're telling me the Bible is actually a trilogy? <laughs> is this the Holy Ghost? Is this where the Holy <laughs> Ghost comes in? Finally, we're going to find out. Was Joseph Smith a spirit? So, um, And then there's griffins, which... Is a griffin just a lion? Feels like a lion. Cause it's got an eagle's head. Does it? Yeah, an oh. eagle wings. So it's like a lion... Uh, it doesn't have the wings, though. I thought uh, that they had wings. I don't think they have to. A uh, creature with the body, tail, and back legs of a lion. Well, that's the thing. With a lion, I don't think the head is the thing that needs an upgrade. Have you ever seen a beak, man? That's some scary stuff. Although it's good for pecking, especially if it's that big. But I feel like... And this is what I wanted to say about the Sphinx, too. They took the lion's head and replaced it with a person's head. That's kind of a downgrade to the lion. Yeah, a person's face probably isn't their best weapon. Like, assuming the size is the same, if you had to fight a lion or a Sphinx, you pick Sphinx every time. I can at least punch that in the nose. Griffin, no, it does actually say here, the picture doesn't have wings, but it says the head and wings of an eagle and yeah. front legs too. So it has claws at the front. I suppose if you put like eagle talons at the front of a lion, that's pretty mm. badass. So you could just see this lion eagle soaring above you and then just come down and pounce you. Yeah, that's not cool. And like, then bury into you with the beak. I've seen cats pounce, but imagine they had wings to go with it. <laughs> no one's safe. Also, yeah, you can buy the morals of an eagle with the morals of a cat that's an evil creature though I don't think a beak is a really good attacking weapon because even most eagles and stuff use their talons because they don't have teeth they can peck a little bit but it's the talons that do the work and then they try and like swallow things whole I mean I would probably rather be eaten by a mouth than a beak though a beak feels more painful because they peck in and then they pull out if you're gonna go probably crocodile's the best way because they're not gonna chew you they just chomp you shake you and then you're dead and then they swallow you like a lion going to be taking bites out of you while you're alive. I don't want to feel teeth go 
in and come out. I don't want to feel a beak peck in and then pull out. Just end me already. This is taking too long. No, if I had to pick one animal not to be killed by, squid. Because yep. that's got that beak. And it's got like a, a really razor sharp beak that can just rip through anything. And it's tiny, so it's going to take forever. Oh, they go in packs. They oh, surround really? you. They have these like little sonar things where they can like synchronize with each other. Really? And so they all come in and attack you simultaneously. And they wrap their tentacles around you. With so you can't get away. And they're just taking bites. And apparently, yeah, the squid bite is like really powerful. Oh, too. yeah. It like ripped through you. Amazing. It's razor sharp beak. And I saw a documentary. Didn't sleep for a week. <laughs> <laughs> you want calamari, Ben? No! <laughs> I'm just quoting my nightmares that I was having. There. That's, uh, oh. Anything that wraps around you and pulls you in, can't then, deal with it. It's like a regular bird's beak, essentially. But apparently it's really hard. Like, it could bite through metal if it wanted to. So you could be wearing chainmail armor and it's still going to bite you to death. And on top of that, the ink's gross. I don't want anything squirting ink on me while it's killing me. I'm oh. just like, oh, come on, you're killing me. Isn't that enough? There's nothing worse than being pinned down by tentacles while something's taking bite-sized chunks out of you slowly and your eyes are stinging. Yeah, that's one too many. And plus, being killed in the water is the worst place to be killed. Being killed on land is way more comforting. Mm. You feel like you had a fighting chance. And at least when you're dying, you can lie down and be like, well, this is it. The whole time you're being taken underwater, you're like, no, I'm drowning and I'm getting bitten and I don't feel like I can really handle this. <laughs> I'm not a strong swimmer. Uh, if I was being attacked by a shark, the first thing I'd think is, oh, I'd take this motherfucker on land. That's why I stay on land, because if a shark <laughs> comes at me, he's my bitch now. <laughs> I've got this. On land, I can just pick up a rock. What do you got? You got fins. You can't even use opposable thumbs. You're screwed. Pick up a rock is a pretty good step in defeating a creature. Doesn't matter what creature it is, that's a pretty good first step. That's how humans got to where they are today. <laughs> Sticks and rocks. <laughs> as soon as we figured out that the hands that were designed to hold tree branches can hold other stuff, and you can use that other stuff to conk things on the head, I'm pretty sure that's how we took over the whole world. It's how we wiped out all these legendary creatures. Minotaurs, they had the hands, but they never figured out how to pick up rocks. If a bull charges at you and you put a rock right in its face, you've got some good odds there. I did notice this down here in the allegory. It's talking about unicorns. It is believed that one way to catch the beast is to lead a virgin to its dwelling. So that kind of puts a new twist on that horn. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great way to put it. If you want to catch it, you've got to take a virgin to the dwelling. So you've got to pick up a chick who's never been rooted before and convince her to come back to your place, not knowing it's the unicorn's place. I, I can honestly say, in my entire life's experience, I could not catch a unicorn. But isn't it a fair assumption that most girls who haven't had sex like unicorns? It'd be the easiest way to sacrifice. You just go to any girl like, who wants to see a unicorn? And anyone who puts their hand up, probably a virgin. That's a good point. I was looking at it the other way. Like, how can I convince a virgin to come back to my house? But unicorn, for any guys out there who really want to sleep with a virgin, just say you've got unicorns. Yeah, after they have sex, they get out of that unicorn stage. Exactly. They get the penis and then they're like, actually, horns aren't that attractive anymore. <laughs> Which, the unicorn, that is the girl thing. But if you think about it, if you actually saw a real unicorn, that's a scary creature. Horses are pretty scary, but we've managed to tame them because they don't have a horn. Horse charges at you, it can trample you. You put a horn on that, that's a whole different problem. Because was their horn all stabby? Is yeah. that what it was there for? I mean, most horns in nature are stabby. Otherwise, why have one? Even the weird picture of the deer unicorn has a horn pointing forwards. It's 
not like a cow horn going backwards for bucking. Their horns are always for stabbing. I always thought the unicorn is a bit of a ripoff of a creature though, because it's just a regular horse with a horn. That's it. Like there's no like eagle it, wings or it's bull's even, head or anything. It's not even combining animals. It's like, let's put a horn on a horse. And of all of the mythical creatures, if you had to genetically engineer one, that's the simplest one, right? Absolutely. That's got a bit of rhino DNA in there. We've talked about this before. The guy who has uh, the coral implants so that he actually grows horns. Yeah. You put a bit of coral in the head of a horse, you have a unicorn. You could literally make this. It's like 2019. Do it. We have this technology. Do you know how much money you would make from making unicorns? Minotaur, way more complicated. That's a whole different process. And especially the one with, what was it, the lion and the snake and the goat's head on the back. That's probably like 2050 kind of shit. But right now, we could do a unicorn. Achievable. More to the point, how is unicorn not real, but giraffe is? A giraffe with like the long neck and the body like a moose and the cheetah skin and it doesn't talk and it's tall and lanky. How is that a real thing? It has horns? What if they figured out how to clone dinosaurs right? And they made a plesiosaurus thing, which is like, you know, the long neck thing that swims. And they decided to drop it in Loch Ness. (laughs) And so they actually make the Loch Ness monster, put it there and go, look, there's one there now. Now you got a Loch Ness monster. Are these people happy? Personally, any dinosaur that was in the ocean, way scarier than any other creature. T-Rex is nothing on any of these water-based dinosaurs. They're creepy. That would be awesome if they started making mythical creatures and just dumping them somewhere. They just make Bigfoot. They make a Sasquatch. Yeah, they just start like chucking them out in America and just going, there you go, now you can find them, put them on video. I also like the idea of tourists coming to Loch Ness and like they stand by it to get the photo taken, they're doing the peace sign, (laughs) then this gigantic (laughs) neck just comes out and snaps their head off. Just, holy crap, she's dead! (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, we should put a barrier up around that. (laughs) Because it's got reach, it's not like it's like some stuck in the water thing. It can't leave the water, but it's got a long neck. We made a bunch of dragons and released them into the wild. Like, why? Stop doing this. (laughs) (laughs) It's much more creative. Isn't it good to live in a fantasy world? No, didn't you hear what Ness just did? He just snapped his head down and killed a guy. (laughs) I also like the idea of like, they make the dinosaur and they're like, oh, let's put it in Loch Ness. But it's not a cold water creature. (laughs) So it goes in and then just like two minutes later, it just bobs up upside (laughs) down. And now we've just got this dead dinosaur in Loch Ness. Like, well, it's your problem now. (laughs) Dust off hands, walks away. That would disprove the Loch Ness monster. <laughs> like, clearly it can't live in that environment. You're gonna fish out Nessie? So, we found the Loch Ness monster, and it's dead. That's the end of your tourism. We killed it, thanks to genetic engineering. What if you were being forced into being made into a mythical creature? So you got to be a human body one. Would oh. you want to be the horse one? Would you want to be a merman? Can I make my own? Because first off, forget the human body. If I'm gonna do it, I'm going all out. You gotta have your human head. You still gotta be guard. <gasps> yeah, I wouldn't trade. Yeah, I need, I need my good looks. Um, <laughs> you don't need to laugh, man. It's okay. <laughs> I definitely have horns. I immediately want to go like the big moose horns. Moose horns. I was going to say deer, but I want you know, the big cup things. Although I say that and I'd probably suggest that, but I'd immediately regret it every time I try to walk through a door. I want moose horns. I'd want elephant legs. Elephant legs. You know, where the toes are just on 
on the leg, there's no foot. I like the eagle talons for hands. That's pretty cool. It's going to be hard to walk on the eagle talons with elephant feet. Oh, no, How's no, that no. going to work? Back feet are elephant feet. And that looks after. I'm bipedal. Okay. I just walk around on elephant feet. I think I'd have to have a tail. Oh, you definitely got to have a tail. Got to have a tail. I was going to say the snake one, but no, no, no. I've, I've already got some scary stuff. I'd want like the monkey tail that's really thin and very dexterous. Like so it can hold pencils and stuff. Pick things up off the ground. If I drop some change, I'd want the tail to be able to pick up the change. Save me having to bend over. Oh, what else do I want? No, what's a good hand? I said talons. I like. I don't know. Human hands are pretty much... Th- that's as good as a hand. Oh, gorilla hands. They're basically human hands. Yeah, but way scarier. <laughs> They're black. You could crush some stuff with those hands. I just want big, strong, and I want the gorilla fur, which I practically already have, up the forearm. And or saber-toothed tiger tusks. <laughs> I want big... Or, or boar tusks. Let's go with boar tusks. Big, huge tusks, moose antlers, elephant legs, monkey tail, <clears throat> talons, and a oh, gorilla. Yeah, I'll have two sets of arms. And bat wings. Bat wings. I don't want the feathers. I want bat wings. I want this big, creepy skin with vein things. That's gross. You could pick up girls with wings because you'd look like an angel. But with a bat, no. That's true. It isn't the sexiest, but I've already got a woman. Who cares? <clears throat> yeah, I'm sure she'd be thrilled with the bat wings. <laughs> she'd be thrilled with it. Have you ever stretched out your scrotum? That's what mm. it looks like. That's a bat wing. Hey, chicks dig balls, right? I mean, essentially, I'm just making a big ball sack, right? That's <laughs> got to be attractive to the ladies. <laughs> Plus, it'll be black. You always wanted that, didn't you, Ali? Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Guys would look better if they had a huge ball sack stretched out over their back. (laughs) So taut that it's, like, almost transparent. Yes, translucent ball sack. Nothing (laughs) says attractive like a dude with a back full of translucent balls. What if it started growing hair? Oh, I want ram testicles. Because they go down to below the knees. Nothing says I'm a man like balls that can, like, touch the ground. I thought maybe the penis would be the better end of that. I'm way beyond being able to use a penis at this point. (laughs) There is no point that... Because it might dwarf your regular penis. Oh, if I could have like an... I've already got elephant legs, so I can't... The elephant penis is a creepy thing. that It's almost like a trunk. Ali would take one look at that and go, no. 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 Stay away. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we live in the modern age. There's going to be some chicks out there that that happens to be their fetish. What I just Mm -hmm. described, they'd be like, oh my God, that's the hottest thing ever. I imagine they're in the emo gothic world if I had to take a stab I'm sure I'd be dealing with a lot of satanists point is a lot of girls wearing black with pale skin would be very attracted to that (laughs) maybe not a lot but like the ones who would be would be like really into it yeah but you couldn't live in a house with a ceiling fan anymore (laughs) (laughs) I control all ceiling fans with my moose horns (laughs) and I could hold stuff in them I feel like you know I could keep my beer in it you know those foam domes that people have I just have regular mugs hanging what would you even use all of this for looking cool I just rock up places and just be me and I imagine everything just kind of work out. I figure with all these abilities and stuff, I could just kind of take over the world. I'd be world president. What if in order to have that, you had to have a goat's head attached to your back? I kind of like goats. And it's the only thing connected to your stomach. So you don't eat anymore, you just feed the goat's head. Well, first of all, that'd be good. I'm tired of eating. Eating is such a chore. I'd have a pet goat attached to me. I like goats. That's cool. But you couldn't sit on the couch like you are now. You'd have this goat head being suffocated and you'd be like, hold on, I can't breathe for a second. Well, I'd use my gorilla hands to hang from things or my talons to rest on a perch. Oh, could you do anything that any of the creatures that make you do? Like, could you hang upside down like the bat? Of course. And I could uh, swing around like a monkey 
and I could fly like a bat and I'd have the sonar. Oh, wait, what was your feet? You had elephant feet. Elephant feet. Wouldn't you rather like the monkey feet then? Because you can't hang upside down with elephant feet. What was the deal with the elephant feet? Because that doesn't actually sound like a good feet at all now I'm thinking about it. I it's not fast. It's solid, man. And like, have you ever seen a mythical creature with like elephant feet? No, because it's not that great an idea. They're so different. <laughs> no, it's not, but they're so different. And also I'm tired of my toenails catching on things and you could never stub your toe again. <laughs> Everything's just awesome with elephant feet. It's great. And like, you know, no one else has round feet. I think you just make big holes everywhere. Yeah. It'd be like awesome. stairs would be a nightmare. Though you have wings so you can well, cheat. I wanted to be different. I dared <laughs> to be different. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'll stop nitpicking. Can you beat that, Ben? Do you have something? Yes. I would like to be a turtle. Like with turtle like, body? Yeah, turtle body. Pretty much turtle everything, except like, I'd still have my head, obviously. So your head sticking out of a turtle body? So I can go into a shell. And I'm going to have like little wings on it. A wing turtle. So it essentially looked like those bad guys in Super Mario. And I'd be able to like fly. You'd be a turtle dove. Yeah. And I'd have like little shoes like they do too. Uh, bird wings? Yeah, they'd be bird wings. I like the bird wings. I'm not going with bat wings. And I would have a monkey tail. Because <laughs> why not? Yeah, that'd be great. Especially if you got the tail. Would you have like human legs? Yeah, it'd be human-ish legs. You could go like wolf paws or something. I could. Maybe <gasps> something fast. Goat legs! No, you're not selling the goat for me. I don't really like a goat being attached to my creature. It's Telling great. people I'm part goat would embarrass me. I love goats. They're <laughs> awesome because that means you can just climb up anything. Because like, if I had to have a goat head hanging out the back of my turtle shell, I'd be like, oh, no deal. Can we put it under the shell? <laughs> it could be in the shell. I'll bring food to it. it. Keeps eating my wings. Okay, so what was your answer for feet? Sorry? I don't know. I'm thinking something fast. A cheetah or like a, one of the big cats, the fast ones. Okay, yeah, like a leopard or something. Yeah. Big cat legs and arms. I do like the people arms because I like to grab stuff. That's I still need to like use my phone and so forth. That's so yeah, it'd be help if I had my actual hands so I wouldn't have to reprogram the fingerprint scan on my phone hands. <laughs> that would save a lot of time. <laughs> it would it? just save me a couple of minutes, but it wouldn't be a deal breaker if I couldn't. <laughs> it's a preference, but not a necessity. <laughs> All right, so turtle dove Ben and <laughs> turtle monstrosity dove. Garth. I'd be the turtle dove. I like that actually. Ben the turtle dove. It sounds dove. a little fruity, but I like it. Because <laughs> people are like turtle dove, what kind of gay? Oh my God, look at that crazy creature. <laughs> I do like the idea of being able to go into my shell. It's It'd so be undisturbable in there. You'd just like come over and I'd be in my shell and Shannon would be like, no, he's been in there for a couple of days. You're not getting to him. He's got his Xbox in there. Because <laughs> that means you wouldn't even need a house. You'd save so much on rent. And anytime you're tired, you just lay down and get in your shell. I would also like it if it was a magical shell where it kind of worked like a genie's lamp thing where I went in and it looked like this huge place. Like you got a like huge- Like the TARDIS from Doctor Who. Yes. Bigger on the inside. There you go. Someone's got to get some of these references. Yeah. Like the goodies. I keep pitching that. No one. <laughs> knows what I'm talking about. Their house is bigger on the inside. It's what he said. It's like Doctor Who. Yeah, I barely know what you're talking about. Yeah, Doctor Who did it first, but they did it too, and they're funny. But yeah, that's how my turtle shell would work. I'd have like this cool kick-ass place. So when you're inside it, you obviously don't have a shell on you, but you have all the other bits. Can you leave your shell? Yes, I'm able to like get out of my shell and walk. Like, I mean, yeah, like you leave your stretch. shell elsewhere and like sort of take a break, but you could also walk around with your shell on. Also, if someone jumps on my back, I come out of my shell. Yeah, because that's how Mario works. <laughs> yeah. If you know the rules of that, a lot of it applies to my situation. <laughs> It's just how it works. We Except got- I get a monkey tail and a big house inside my shell. If you mix the two of us together, you've got Bowser. Yeah. <laughs> the second you leave that shell, I'm throwing it at you. <laughs> Question. Is it a green shell or a red shell? Because I need to know if I need to aim it straight at you or if it'll just like heat seek you. Yeah. Well, in that case, green. Okay, <laughs> I don't want to be heat seeked. <laughs> oh yeah. That'd be embarrassing getting hit with my own shell. And you get 200 points. Because that would be very common. If you had a shell and you kept <laughs> leaving it, everyone would throw it at you. <laughs> All of your friends are Mario fans, or at least no how it works and once someone sees it happen that's hilarious what if I invited you into my shell so it's this tiny little 
space you got to crawl into, but once you get in there, it's, it's epic. Huge. I just imagine walking in there and then like, <laughs> Ben, you need to clean. <laughs> this smells like your pits because it is also your body. It'd be kind of gross in there, but well, isn't the shell around the body for a turtle. turtle? Well, no, a turtle I can't leave it. It's actually the body. It's attached to it. You're... A Mario turtle, then? Yeah, well, if a turtle can leave the shell, a mythical or legendary. Like you'd, you'd wash it, is what you'd say. Yeah, you get a cleaner in there. Oh uh, yeah, I'd have a cleaner. It'd be like a maid walking around, and like so she's on your back, or like don't question. Do it. It's it's a fantasy creature. Don't question the reality. I have a multiplex cinema down here. I also like the idea of like one of your arms is inside, so you've got like the arm hole open, and you're just shoving a vacuum cleaner in there. <laughs> <laughs> watching TV just got the dust buster working away but what if we like walk out the front door get in a car and start driving down a highway and you're like wait are we still in the shell <laughs> did we not leave <laughs> Why, where's that door go <laughs> just to the outside this is a big shell yeah I want to have a whole world inside my shell that's kind of cool it's like the mythical you know the whole world's on the back of a turtle shell yeah except to be inside my shell inside the shell it turns out this universe is just inside my shell see they got it wrong it's not on the back it's in the back okay that makes sense ancient people what do they know except in the shell i just look like a turtle without a shell would you put a robe on when you're in your i'd probably have like a dressing gown or something yeah yeah it's kind of a dressing gown. like you wouldn't put a shirt on it'd be weird to put pants back on but you're dressing gown it also you're inside you're in your house like you need like a smoking jacket like you look like hugh hefner if hugh hefner was a turtle or a, a shellless turtle except i still got a ben head he kind of looks like a shellless turtle he's got... also these days <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got the shell now. Yeah. Coffin. Uh, no one cares about that guy. Smut peddler. I'm glad we got that sorted. So when the genie comes along and asks for our wishes. Oh, I can answer for Ben. Hey, Ben, while you're in the bathroom, I made your wish for you. <laughs> so what else are they going to need? Flying horse. That's obvious. It's a pegasus. Pegasi, if you're going to pluralize it. Because you know how some unicorns have wings? Like a pegasus has wings, but no horn. A unicorn has a horn, no wings. What do you call it when you combine the pegasus and the unicorn? A pegacorn. A unisus. One of those. It's <laughs> yeah. definitely one of those. <laughs> I think pegacorn's better. It has a nicer ring to it. I would rather fly on a pegacorn, because then you got the horn that you can hold on to. Yeah. I figure it's pretty useless as a weapon, but as a handle, it's pretty good. Although, I've seen when people ride the unicorns in movies, and it's always horrible, because where the wings are like you don't want to be behind the wing that's going to be like just feathers in your face you ever had someone attack you with a feather duster <laughs> that's what flying would be to you you'd see nothing it'd just be dust but you have to sit in front of it which means you're sitting on the poor animal's neck so it wouldn't be very happy and it kind of bucks its head up and down so you try and grab that horn you're just really putting a lot of weight on it my point is it wouldn't like you and it wouldn't be cool and it wouldn't be comfortable I like the <clears> idea of things with talons that can grab you and then carry you what if you had a carriage that was led by many pegasus or pegasus Oh, like a chariot that goes across the sky. That's cool. The chariot isn't magical and it can't fly. It's just being dragged. So you're kind of always kind of drooping and it's like really scary. Like you're in a wicker basket. It's like a hot air balloon basket attached to these flying horses. So yeah, if you become detached from the horses somehow, you're dying. You will die. And they're not coming back to get you because they don't care. (laughs) No, they're free now. Do you know how the Pegasus was created? Uh, no. It blew out of, I believe, Medusa's head. Zeus is the Pegasus his father. Some of this may be wrong, but somehow... And Medusa's the snake lady, or the snake hair. Medusa's the ugly woman, turns you to stone, has the snake hair. I thought she was a good-looking person. No, she's a hag, apparently. Like, if you look at her, she turns you to stone. But doesn't she, like, masquerade as someone beautiful, so you will look at her? I think so. But she's all snaky and stuff. But she's actually, in reality, ugly. And that's why people die when they look at her. Ugly people is bad as the moral of the story. Oh, absolutely. Ugly people. Don't trust them. You can only trust the small, thin people, like, I don't know, Brad Pitt! There's a guy you can trust. Five stars, dude. We love you. I saw your last movie. (laughs) 
<laughs> I took the time to watch your movie. Yeah. It was called War Machine or something. And it wasn't that great, but I still watched it. So that's got to say something. <laughs> I still five-starred it for you because yeah. we're buddies. But yeah, so a horse came out of a snake lady's head and it had wings. Because so Zeus did that? I think so. Somehow it's Zeus's kid because he had sex with a head. I don't know. A lot of Greek mythology doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I don't think that's the point. Yeah, Zeus was kind of a kinky guy. Yeah, he dressed up as a cow and have sex with women. Somehow that worked. Well, that's just him showing off. He's just like, I could do it as a cow. Which is, that's the ultimate move. Because if you're Zeus, you rock up, hey, I'm God of all gods. That's a panty dropper right there. I mean, I definitely like consider it. Like, well, he is the God of all gods. I mean, lightning bolt. That's got to be electrifying. If you were turned into a cow and still managed to get laid, respect. Yeah, exactly. I may be able to get laid by anyone at any time because I'm the god of gods, but I can do this as a cow. And a cow, not a bull. I can lesbian bestiality a chick. And that's got to say a lot about power. And it is interesting because he's also married. And so his wife's always pissed at him and always punishes people for sleeping with him. Yeah, but he's like, yeah, we got an understanding. They do not have an understanding. He's just... (laughs) But he says that. Yeah, it's okay. We've got an open relationship. (laughs) Just don't tell her. Because she will destroy you. It's not even funny. Look, don't pray to me when my wife home. <laughs> Honey, what are all these prayers? Why does your phone keep dinging? Oh, they're just messages from well wishes. Oh, next, what's a manticore? A Persian legendary creature, similar to the Sphinx, head of a human, body of a <clears> lion, <throat> tail of a venomous spines, similar to a porcupine quill, while other depictions have the tail of a scorpion. Oh, we forgot scorpion tail! A oh, scorpion tail. I'd sting myself. I know I'd fuck that up. Sooner I'm later. a turtle, so that might work. Yeah, that, that's alright. I just keep hitting my shell and go, oh, I, I made a good choice with this shell <laughs> you keep looking around there's just like this stain of poison on your back You're like guys just do not sit where I've been sitting because there's poison there yeah I don't trust you with the poisonous stinger either but luckily I got bat wings so it'll just go right through and you can't get the poison in me yeah but I'm worried about you stabbing me oh yeah you'll get stabbed there's no question about it you just had the anti-venom around going sorry I stabbed you again like <laughs> it's eight times this time Garth <laughs> just epi-penning people left right and center I have like a bandolier of epi-pens so now I get stabbed twice <laughs> Ali has something on her eyelash. I'm like, oh, let me just get that for you. Mm-hmm. This big scorpion stinger comes in. It's leaking poison down her face. It's all right. I've got it. No, no, no. I'm being romantic. <laughs> okay, so that's what a manticore is. Kind of looks sad. Because it just keeps stinging itself. Yeah, that's not nice. And porcupine <clears throat> spines on the tail. If it sits on its tail, ouch. Like, I've bitten my own tongue. This has got to be way worse. <laughs> it's just coming going like, no, this isn't part of my body. I was attacked by a porcupine. <laughs> it's still stuck there and I can't really... <laughs> It. I only have a lion body. Also, it's got a human face and it kind of looks like it'd spend the whole time explaining like, please kill me. I'm in horrific pain. My life is an endless row of horrible misfortune. Help me. Why does no one help me? Okay, I'm just reading this next bit in allegory because it says here, like, I know that the British coat of arms has a unicorn on it. That always tripped me out. Like, if you go to any federal parliament in Australia, you'll see a coat of arms with a unicorn on it. And you're like, what the hell's that about? It says down here that they mistranslated in the King's James Bible. There was a thing in Psalms 92.10 that they mistranslated it. The word is riem, and they said that meant unicorn. What does it actually mean? Wild ox. So it's just a cow. They're like, it's a unicorn. <laughs> no, it's just a cow. Well, that's kind of similar to the mermaid thing because they saw dugons and thought that they were mermaids. And a dugon is a sea cow. People see cow things and mistake them for other things. Yeah, that's how India got started. That's right. One big misunderstanding. It's like cows aren't anything special. McDonald's is the only one who saw it when hamburger. <laughs> 
Because a cow, when you break it down, a cow should be really interesting, but really it's just cattle. They look dumb. They've permanently got a dumb expression on their face and it makes me lose a lot of respect for that animal. Even the wild ones, like when you see the water buffalo and that, they kind of look stupid. I think it's because they don't need to be. Like you see buffalo and that, they just sort of rock around and like, who's going to attack me? I'm gigantic. I have hooves and horns. You'd have to be an idiot to take me on. So they're just kind of the doughy guy that walks around like, hey guys, what's happening? Dude, we're going to be attacked by like jaguars and, and freaking... What's another animal? Crocodiles? Yeah, crocodiles. They're like, not me. I'm freaking huge, bro. They're like the Polynesians of the animal kingdom. Just <laughs> big, gentle creatures that could really do damage, but they only want to eat grass and hang out, you know? <laughs> now, I always think the buffalo looks stupid when they go down to the water hole and they have that crocodile coming up that grabs one of them. Sure, crocodiles are hard to spot, but the documentary crew spotted it. Surely when, like, they got out all their cameras, the buffalo would have been like, hold on, we've seen this before. We usually get eaten after this. That does bring up a good point. Are animals evolving to documentary crews? Mm. You gotta go for a more timid animal. So if you're a deer or an elk, they're scared all the time. They always look petrified. Okay, so you're a deer, you're on the savannah, you're trying to nibble some, like, brown grass, and you just see this camera just zoom in on you. Do you not go, oh crap, what's about to happen? <laughs> Whenever you see a lens, you know you're about to get ate. And then you see the lighting guy and the guy with the boom mic. God, when they lean in the boom mic, you know you're screwed. They want to get the gnawing sounds in. And as a lion, when you'd be like, dude, can you guys just, like, leave me alone? Documentary crews are like paparazzi to lions. <laughs> Every time I've seen a lion documentary, it's how hard is it to be a lion? They starve for days. It's so hard to sneak up on creatures. It's because you're there making a whole bunch of noise, eating your crisps, zooming in on it, rolling around on your Jeep. Everyone knows there's a lion there. There's a freaking safari happening. I would love to see the lion do an interview afterwards going, I was completely misrepresented in that documentary. <laughs> I was made to look like a horrific monster. They totally took the <laughs> antelope side. <laughs> Yes, I did it, but in my defense, that's not who I am. <laughs> Look, that's completely out of context. I hadn't eaten for several days before that. I had cubs to feed at home. Has anyone heard of the food chain? Hey, I'm at the top. I have to eat something. He's eating grass over there. I wish I could eat grass. I'm not allowed to eat grass. I tried it. It makes me sick. Do they ever talk about how the antelope population would be completely out of control if I weren't the one there culling it down? <laughs> I take care of the sick ones. Haven't you heard of evolution? It's how we work. Making you all strong. Whenever I watch the documentaries, you know, you see the lion chasing the gazelle and you go, no, not the gazelle, the poor creature. And then the lion doesn't get it, has to go home to the cubs. And you're like, oh, I wish it caught it. Completely changed sides. But look at the little baby lions. They're so cute. I'd kill an antelope for a baby lion. They're cute. <laughs> see, antelopes I always thought were kind of dicks too, because in the documentaries, when one of them gets caught, the others all look kind of happy now. Oh, good. It's, it's over now. It's fine. And they go back to eating and it's just like, yeah. It's like if you've ever been in a giant lecture or just in class, you're at school and the teacher goes, oh, who am I going to pick? And everyone goes, oh crap. And you go, uh, Ben. And everyone goes, oh, thank God. Yeah, it's their fault for staying on the outskirts. I would be like deep in the middle. Right in the middle of it. <laughs> I'm surrounded by them. Hey, where are you guys going? Get back here. Though I reckon if I were an antelope and I saw a lion, I would just try and sneak off quietly. Not tell anyone. Because then he'll probably just go for the pack. Well, they always look for one that veers off from the pack. You're always best in the middle of the pack. Oh, true. I'd be like, Garth, can you go get something for me? I'd just quietly get up and just, oh, I feel like cuddling in amongst you guys. You know, just see what 
was like in the center <laughs> just hang out because yeah if you go I'm gonna quietly sneak off there's another lion on the other side that you don't see if there's one thing I've learned from documentaries there's always another lion and that's the one that's gonna eat you or what if you're an antelope and you just like sprained your ankle a little Ooh. and then you see a lion and you're just like oh of all the days <laughs> Charlie Horse, Charlie Horse, give me a second. Just let me stretch out, okay? Give me a fighting chance. And also pretending to your mates and they're like, oh man, you're screwed. When that lion comes, you're so going to get, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I just tripped a little. Also, like you didn't sprain your ankle. You just like, you know, gumbied it and stumbled a little bit. Oh my God. He's got a weak ankle. No, I'm fine. I swear. I got it. Oh my God. <laughs> they definitely underuse their horns. Like, no, a horn's not going to go great against a lion. Given what it's going to fight, the horns are pretty useless. And also because they're backwards, like slicked back hair. That's kind of useless to you. You can't even get your head down low enough to do anything real. They could probably take a monkey out with it. That's about it. Yeah, monkey jumps on your back and gets like impaled on you. But then you can't get it off. You just got this monkey corpse on your head. Starting to stink the place up. Attracting hyenas. I am happy at the top of the food chain though. I'm glad there's nothing that eats people. Well, Uh, things do eat people, but not exclusively. They eat dumb people (laughs) who deserve it. If it was like a bear with wings that would just drop down and eat people at random. And there was really not much we could do about it. They were just our predator. That'd be a really annoying part of life. But you'd probably be used to it. You know what I mean? Like, I'll just stay indoors more. That's fine by me. Just, you know, carry an umbrella. (laughs) It's like a bear outside your house. You're like, yeah, it'll go away eventually. Oh, I'm so late for work, but there's a bear out there. Oh, thank God. It got Chris across the street. All right, let's go. (laughs) We can still catch the train. But imagine having to crash here for a couple of days after a podcast because there's a bunch of bears outside. And they're just flying around and (laughs) roaring and making the phone call every day. Still out there. (laughs) I need you to get home. There's a bear here and he's like really intent on getting inside. Hey, even if I was home there's nothing I could do it's our predator you know pretty much every time a human gets killed by an animal it's pretty much the human's fault we shouldn't have been there there's enough places in the world for humans to be without getting eaten by animals that if you're in the situation if you get eaten by a shark if you get attacked by a lion if baboons come down and rip your face off you shouldn't have been there you're only going to be attacked by an animal in their house you're never going to be attacked in yours unless you're stupid enough to bring one home like have you ever read the news headline man eaten by crocodile and immediately thought oh that poor man. <laughs> oh, how did that happen? What a terrible accident. And you think, what an idiot. He's clearly doing something he shouldn't have been doing. It used to like they went through a phase in the 90s when kids died doing stupid things and they would be like, they could have grown up to be a doctor or a lawyer. And it's like, no, not at all. Someone else could, not that guy. Anyone who punched a crocodile on a dare was probably not going to be a lawyer. We just saved him a long unemployment stretch. <laughs> We've saved Centrelink a lot of money right now. On bright side, he made the Darwin Awards. Evolution. It's only natural. My favorite person who made the Darwin Awards was a guy who didn't die. He tried to have sex with a porcupine what? with predictable results, but he technically uh, removed himself from the gene pool, thus qualifying for the Darwin Awards. A uh, special mention. So he can no longer breed. Yeah, because a porcupine got to him. The Darwin Awards is not just people who die. It's people who are helping the human race by not being able to breed anymore. So he made it in on that. He's one of the living members who holds a Darwin Award. Would you proudly tell people that? I wouldn't proudly tell people the story at all. Oh yeah, I won an award once. What award? It doesn't matter. Or more to the point because he's like ballless now. Yeah, I made a Darwin award once. I'm like the most famous eunuch. At what point do you think that's a good idea though? Like who looks at a big spiky thing and goes, yeah, I reckon. Because it's like, I've been up late at night thinking, yeah, I could just get a little belt that electrocutes my stomach to give me a six pack. That's a really good idea. <laughs> and I still don't think that's as far as fucking a porcupine yet. Pretty so I have to be further than that. You're like on the spectrum, but his like on the other side of the horizon of that spectrum. There's a whole gamut of colors you can.
cannot see. This is like ultraviolet of the rainbow. There's a problem there that clearly several things happen in his life to lead up to that point. Do you know why he did it? Is there a dare involved? Because even then, if we're playing truth or dare, like whatever the dare is, you gotta do it. You have to have sex with a porcupine. You don't do it. First off, he had to have access to a porcupine. He had to look at it. You have to get an erection to then use on said porcupine. Was he successful in any way? I mean, I think he probably would have got in there and spooked the porcupine. And that was the end of <laughs> Yeah, I think the porcupine prematurely ejaculated. <laughs> was it worth it, mate? You know, in retrospect? Yeah. <laughs> and to be fair, once his balls are gone, that's going to stop him from doing a lot of stupid <laughs> things. He's lucky that it was a porcupine that took his manhood. See, he might actually be a doctor or a lawyer. Now he hasn't got those things. Yeah, now he can go on to do great stuff. That's the guy who's going to cure cancer. The porcupine fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Still, if he cures cancer, he will forever be known as the porcupine fucker, though. Yeah, they're like, we've cured cancer. Who did it? Oh, the porcupine fucker. There is no achievement that overshadows that. <laughs> he wins a Nobel Peace Prize for curing cancer. It's still the Darwin Award that people know him for. Yeah, like porcupine fucker could solve all of the world's problems. He's still a porcupine still fucker. Still a porcupine fucker. It's like the dude from American Pie will always be known as the pie fucker. Oh, yeah, definitely. Doesn't matter. He did Loser. He did other things. He's in a lot of great stuff. Yeah, but he stuck his dick in a pie. But that's the end of it. I'm sorry. That's what you'll be known <laughs> for. It turns out you are what you stick your penis into. That's true. Some people think it's you are what you eat. No, no, no. You are what you screw. You reap what you sow. <laughs> Because you could be known for eating a food, but if you fucked that food, that's it. You're known for that. <laughs> you could be the world hot dog eating champion. But if you stick that hot dog anywhere but your mouth, <laughs> that's what you're known for now. People associate hot dogs with you forever. Every time someone's having a hot dog, they'll be like, hey, did you hear about that guy who fucked a hot dog? Uh, dude, I'm trying to eat it. I don't want to hear about that. <laughs> they got in see also lists of legendary creatures. Because yeah, Which I do kind wanna... of expands on what's on this page. Because we looked at some cool animals and I want to see... See what other cool animals there are. In the sea also, it's got cryptozoology, list of legendary creatures, and list of legendary creatures by type. Well, do we want to go the by type or just list of legendary creatures? It's the difference. Well, I may have peeked at it. List of legendary creatures. First off, that's a page that takes you to a bunch of letters because they're all done by alphabetical. List of legendary creatures. Whereas if we do it by type, then we can at least, you know, see where they're from. Like this so type. two different Wikipedia pages. <laughs> hey, we got to categorize these animals that don't <clears throat> exist, all right? So can we do wrestling and wrestling? wrestling by type. <laughs> Maybe. I love the fact that there's this much coverage <clears throat> of animals that don't exist. Okay, go to chicken. 1.11. Oh, there's only one. It's called a Sari Manok. A legendary chicken of the Monaro people who originate from... Oh, the Philippines. It's a Filipino chicken, which they are big on um, cockfighting there. That's legitimate huh. sport Cock. there. It's a legendary bird of those people who originate from there in the Philippines. It it's comes from the words Sari and Manok means cloth or garment, which is generally of assorted colors. So like, it doesn't do anything. It's just colorful. We got to look. There's a whole page dedicated to this. What are the powers? It's become an ambiguous symbol of the people there and their art. It depicts... So it's they're a bunch of chickens. It's depicted as a fowl with colorful wings and feathered tail holding a fish on its beak or talons. Do chickens even eat fish? Yeah, they'll peck at anything. They don't care. Uh, <laughs> you're talking to the chicken <clears throat> expert. Yeah, um, I know, right? That's why I asked. It's just a colorful chicken. We have those. That's a thing. So they make statues of it now. Do they know what mythical means? Yeah, well... Or it, legendary? I suppose it is legendary in that they're like, oh man, have you seen our chicken? Oh, we saw the most colourful chicken ever. It was legendary. Legendary. It's like, you guys need better animals. They don't get out much. It's the Philippines. All right, well, that was disappointing. But that's the only legendary chicken they have there. No chicken little. He thought the sky was falling. That's and then right. he was later played by Zach 
bruh. True story. All right, let's go back up. What other animals? Because they got a huge list here in the contents where it says all the animal types. And then there's underneath the animals, there's artificial creatures, body part creatures associated with, concepts, creatures associated with. So if it has like an evil eye or something. Sound. The banshee, we know about that. Oh, there you go. They're actually sound creatures. Because the banshee will scream at you and it's known for its scream. And the siren, which lures you in. Oh, I found out, you know what a succubus is, right? Yes. Did you know that an incubus is the male version of a succubus? Oh, really? Yeah, because I heard incubus is like, that's the band. And someone told me just yesterday that incubus is the male version. It's literally a guy who does exactly what a succubus does, but to chicks. And that blew my mind. What exactly does a succubus do? It uh, just it's a woman seduces who... men and then destroys them? Yeah, uh, seduces men and sucks the life out of them. Okay. I'm sure we've all encountered that in our lives. <laughs> but there's also an incubus. Same thing, ladies, I'm sure you've encountered many of those pricks. Oh yeah, they do have in there in Dream and Mind. Incubus Ooh. and Succubus. Hey, it's right there. We found it. There you go. Wikipedia backed you up. And they got Mermaid again. Mermaid is known for Dream and Mind as well as Sound. Do mermaids? Because they do like a siren call. But that's a yes. siren, not a mermaid. Sirens just make you wreck your ship on the shores. But then do they eat you? I think they're <clears> like a horrible creature when you get close. They're like one of those chicks like that's really hot from afar. But then you get close and you're like, whoa. <laughs> with those beautiful creatures that you have sex with and then they become horrible creatures. I think it's probably a metaphor for like maybe a sailor would stumble across a dugon and be like this dugon is beautiful but after they're finished they're kind of like what have I done <laughs> look at this horrible beast you're not half woman at all <laughs> <laughs> when I was horny it seemed like such a great idea I think that's very relatable to everyone on the other side of your bed you've got this manatee just lying there <laughs> very relatable and just like oh my god what was I thinking <laughs> but I do like the idea of they're beautiful until you're done and then there's a problem. A lot of these, they lure you in, like a siren lures you in, you crash your ship and they're like, ha, now you can't leave. My boyfriend forever. I mean, okay, if I got to be stuck on a desert island, I'd be happy there was a chick there at least. I think you'd be in a constant cycle because you'd crash your ship and you're like, you bitch, you stuffed it up and you're not even hot. You just sounded hot. You're like one of those telephone sex women that's really gross in real life. I feel duped. But you know, a month goes by and you're like, so siren, how you doing? Just, uh, you know, notice it's just the two of us here and it's been a while. Uh, of course, as soon as you finish, oh God, why did I do that? This gross creature. She doesn't even have teeth. Oh my God. <laughs> Month goes by. Hey, Siren, how you doing? <laughs> and that's pretty much the rest of your life. What if you see her on the shore singing to another ship? Oh, that bitch. <laughs> I know, right? Because yeah, not only is she a siren, now she's a hussy. <laughs> and we don't appreciate that. Because that's all you got though. Maybe she'd lure the guy in and maybe before he crashes on the rocks, he could help you escape. Or you could take your ship and leave while he's lured in. But if there's two guys on the island and one siren, that's just awkward because, you know, it's like riding a moped. It's a lot of fun until your friends catch you doing it. And then, <laughs> so that month would come up and you'd be like, hey, Siren, hey, oh, there's a dude there. I can't hit on the gross Siren in front of that dude. What will he think? Meanwhile, he's thinking the same thing, but you're both like, well, you know, it's been a month. <laughs> They've also got the Sandman in here, which I've always liked that one. I thought that was cool. Is that an explanation for, you know, how, like when you wake up in the morning, you got that yellow crap in your eyes? That's why they call it sleep, right? Because it's like yeah. sand dust. Because I figure they assumed that that was sand that some dude was dropping on their eyes. How else did it get there, right? I fell asleep and there's this crap on my eyes. Oh, it says uh, he brings good dreams by sprinkling magical sand onto your eyes. So if you wake up with crap on your eyes and you had a good dream, it's because of him. But I've woken up with crap on my eyes and had 
have nightmares. I'm going to check that because I'm not actually sure I've really looked into that before. Next time if I have a nightmare, I'm going to check my eyes to see if there's any sand there. And if there's not, I'm going to be like, you douchebag, come in tonight. I imagine if he sprinkled magical sand on my eyes, I just have nightmares about having sand put in my eyes. If you woke up and you saw him like leaning over you with a bag of sand, he's just like, shh, go back to sleep. It's like, do you want the good dream or not? This is what I got to do. Because there's another guy up here called Nightmare. And I assume he doesn't give good dreams. It's he's Maddox. Germanic, of course he is. That rides on people's chests while they sleep, bringing on bad dreams. So if you've ever had one of those dreams where like you're being crushed, <clears throat> where you like you can't breathe, and it's usually because your sheets are over, you wrapped too tightly, and your girlfriend's rolled over, and thus making it even tighter, mm. and you wake up like, oh my god, I'm gonna die. It's because this guy's sitting on your chest. That's hypnagogia. Like that's actually a thing. It's a phenomenon that happens if you're really tired and you're half awake, half asleep, oh. and you go to bed. You can have these like weird hallucinations and sometimes people think they're aliens sometimes people think that they're spirits sometimes they think that they're this nightmare guy okay so we've all woken up in the middle of the night and seen a dude on our chest right when you're going through it you become paralyzed because you're in that sleep state which paralyzes you but you're still conscious yeah your body's done the paralyzing so you don't fall out of the tree because we're monkeys and you often feel things like fear and also a tightness on your chest which your brain sometimes works into hallucination as something sitting on your chest or someone pressing on your chest and there's similar things that happen in these hallucinations all the time so when people are talking about their alien experiences it always follows those same symptoms okay so to have a good dream a guy sprinkles sand on your eyes doesn't get on you just sprinkle sand mm. but if you have a nightmare a dude sits on your chest probably gives you a cleveland steamer <laughs> see i feel that would wake me up <laughs> i'd kind of be like oh something's warm on my chest It'd be awkward if i woke up while he was getting up onto my chest <laughs> well it's still dangling just like climbing up there i'm just like are you all right can i help you shh go back to sleep i'm just gonna be on your chest making it hard to breathe <clears throat> who's baku baku he right. sounds like a comic book villain i think he fought batman at one stage uh japanese of course yeah he does sound like that baku i've been watching uh samurai jack and there's aku in it <laughs> okay supernatural baku. this guy's in the next season no spoilers man <laughs> yeah supernatural japanese being that devour dreams and nightmares according to legend they were created by the spare pieces that were left over when the gods finished creating all other animals they have a long history in Japan, folklore and art, blah, blah, blah. So they eat dreams and nightmares. So if you have a dream, Sandman. You have a nightmare, the nightmare guy. If you have no dream and you don't remember anything, Baku. <laughs> I have way more Bakus. There must be a Baku in my house. I'm trying to look this up because the picture there is not really good. They said it's like a taper, which they don't have in Japan. So that's interesting. They said it was made up of all spare parts left over from other animals. Kind of reminds me of a tardigrade. I don't know what that is. That's what a tardigrade. Oh, those little six-legged weird microscopic creatures that can freeze and wake up again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're awesome. Oh, they, yeah. What do they call them? Like something bears? <laughs> yeah, water bears. But I think their scientific name is tardigrade. If you said water bear, I would have known. <laughs> but they're gross and they're creepy and their faces look like buttholes. I've also heard them called a moss pig. A moss pig. Wow, they're pigs, they're bears. They're everything you want it to be. They're like Winnie the Pooh. They look fake though. They do, don't they? Like someone just kind of made this up and said, go with it. They're that small, but they still have like claws. It's weird. And they got that weird mouth and no eyes. I don't trust them anything with no eyes yeah you don't know where they're looking actually no nose is really creepy any creature that doesn't have a nose is yuck it just has a butthole and six legs with like claws on it okay imagine that we have those but are bear sized and have wings that's clearly above us in the food chain see i think it would look the same from either end where it's just the butthole doesn't have teeth and the mouth does it does look like that doesn't it but what if one of those was eating your dreams oh that's creepy i don't need that give you like these horrible little hickeys
Jeez. <laughs> yeah, it is gross when you see pictures of germs that are probably on you. Yeah. Like, how many of those things are walking on you right now? Yeah, but it's kind of necessary. In fact, the amount of germs that are in your body, if you took away all foreign substances, that's like 40% of your body gone. There is more crap in you that's not you. Human bodies have evolved around these things. Like, they're kind of necessary. Oh, yeah, that's why you got to drink, like, your cult and stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Have you had your Inner Health Plus today? I love this. We're talking about legendary creatures. Dwarf. Yeah, dwarfs. They're legendary. They are legends. I love dwarfs. Midgets, man. They're awesome. Th- no, apparently, this is a mythical creature. Well, yeah, they made that one. You see Lord of the Rings and stuff, and they go, dwarves, and you go, is that okay to do? No, apparently, back in the day, we were very big on it. And that's probably why all the dwarves and midgets got to hang out with the kings and stuff. If you're a midget, that's the one thing in the Middle Ages you could do. You could just rock up to the castle and be like, can I see the king? And he'd be like, ah, check it out. That dude's small. You can <laughs> hang out with us. So is it better to be a dwarf or a midget? I think dwarf seems to get more play. Because the midget's just like a tiny person, whereas dwarves have like the big head but the small body. So it's kind of like they're different proportions. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's like a bearded baby that walks and can probably kick your ass. Yeah, one works great in mythology, the other works great in comedy. They got a leprechaun on here too. They're funny little tricksters. Which, and they know where the end of a rainbow is. I love that it's like, oh, a leprechaun. It's this short little Irish guy. Have you seen Irish people? You're talking about all of them. Yeah, but this one's got a beard. Yeah, they have beards, man. And he talks funny. Solitary creatures who spend their time making and mending shoes and have a hidden pot of gold. I didn't know they made shoes. They're like cobblers. Yeah, I didn't know that leprechauns did shoes. I know there was some elves that did shoes, yeah, which I always wanted a business that ran like that. They just got elves in. They always do it at night when you're asleep. I could deal with that though. I think I'd stress out too much because what if I didn't get to sleep that night because I was too anxious about having to get this job done because I can't get it done until I go to sleep. Well, Santa's elves work a lot, but they only really work one day a year. Yeah, but I imagine they have to work all year to get it ready. Yeah, probably. Like They start with the wooden toys and work their way down to the perishable they're freaking out because they got a new computer system that runs their warehouse. Whenever you bring in a new system, it throws everything out. <laughs> it's just not happening. Everyone's got to learn how the new little scanner gun system works now. They all have that GPS on them, so Santa's monitoring their movements. He knows that they're naughty or nice. And how job efficient they're being. Is there any, like, god that doesn't have a beard? Chick ones. There'd be a lot of uh, Indian gods. they got a lot of gods. Some of them only have mustaches. Yeah, but some of them are, like, blue. Oh, if they got, like, an elephant head or something. Yeah, but an elephant head doesn't count. I wouldn't expect a beard on an elephant head. I think back in the day, yeah, like... Naturally, if it's a dude, they had a beard. I don't think Loki had a beard because <clears throat> he's a trickster. Shaves his face. <laughs> Aha, gotcha. That way you wouldn't know he was a god because all gods have beards. Exactly. You don't take him seriously and he tricks you. They got under birth and rebirth the phoenix. Ah, oh, we know about that one. Flaming bird. They smell like KFC. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's also achievable. Just set fire to a bird. Yeah, but it has to somehow come out of the ashes again. <laughs> I figure it's a single use phoenix, I think you have. Five second phoenix. Yes, a five second phoenix. <laughs> uh, I don't know. How long would a mag magpie last on fire i don't know I, I imagine they burn slowly it'd be crazy during magpie season though when oh. you're getting like swooped by flaming magpies oh my god that'd be scary ass <laughs> it already is it's already scary why are you adding fire to this quick where are the winged bears a boomy a boomy a type of supernatural entity or a yokai in case you were confused oh it's a yokai i get it now it's a japanese thing related to the idea of ghosts <laughs> but it's not a ghost it's not a ghost it's your western terms don't have words for this I love stuff like that. Like, oh, we can't actually say it in your language. It doesn't exist. I think awesome them describing it, just going like, look, it's kind of like a dead person, but their spirits come back. And like, oh, a ghost. Like, ah, no. No, it's not a ghost. Dude, it's, that's a ghost. <laughs> no, it's kind of, it's like a ghost. It's in the ghost family, but it's different. How is it different? Oh, uh, the word is yokai. Is that an English word? No. Then I can't <laughs> help you. Look, I'm looking up yokai in Google Translate, and it just says ghost. 
ghost. <laughs> yeah, but Google Translate also translate horses, cattle. So, yeah, what do you want? Oh, a nymph, because it's not what you think it is. Your nymph always seems vaguely pornographic. Oh, maybe it is. Like, we just looked at the picture and it's a bunch of naked chicks in a pond. A nymph is a supernatural being associated with many other minor female deities and are often associated with the air, seas, or water, or particular locations or landforms. Different forms of nymphs are more generally regarded as divine spirits. If you came across a pond full of like topless chicks and they were like, hey, come over and hang out, that's pretty divine. If there's any porn that's like a parody of Lord of the Rings or anything like that, there's always nymphs in it. I'm guessing that's where nymphomaniac comes from. Because nymphs just love sex. And they probably don't. It's just that some guy saw a bunch of naked chicks and went back to his mates like, dude, totally did all of them. Oh my God, they were crazy. They loved it. I mean, it is a little on the nose for a typical male fantasy of just stumbling across a bunch of naked girls who are starved for sex. That's like a five second to create fantasy. But in reality, that's just, but maybe that's why it's fantasy because that cannot exist. You get a bunch of girls together who go, you know, I'd really like to have like sex with a man. There will be more men than women in that space in less than an hour. <laughs> yes. No woman's ever had this problem. Me and my friends hang out topless in a pond and I don't know what it is. We just can't find a guy. They just walk past. Oh, not for me. No, no, no. You stay there with your lilies. Uh, here's an interesting one. Under immortality and death, they've got ghost, but you got see also list of ghosts. Oh, there's a whole list of ghosts. Oh, these are named ghosts. I'm just really looking to see if Ben the ghost is on here. No, oh, jeez. <laughs> Wait till episode three comes out, Ben. They go by country as an Australian. Why would they be Australian? We're going to have here. some ghosts. Yeah, we do, don't we? No, nope, apparently we have no ghosts on Wikipedia. So if you think your house is haunted and you live in Australia, you're crazy. Maybe try Oceana. Okay. I feel we're going to see a bunch of... Yeah, Australia. Australia, hey. we do have ghosts. Frederick Baker of Princess Theatre Melbourne. So there's a theatre in Melbourne that has a ghost in it. Frederick Baker. What would he do? Was he an actor? Stupid. Doesn't really say. It'd be creepy if he wasn't. Yeah. He just likes hanging out there. And... and Monte Cristo Homestead of Junie is the allegedly most haunted house in Australia oh really that's cool I wouldn't mind going there except it's in New South Wales Get that. Yeah, that's too far a drive. If we were just down the road, I'd be there now. Ew, New South Wales ghosts. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the most haunted place. So if you were going to look for a ghost, that would be the most likely place you'd find one. It's the only way we're going to see a ghost without taking a plane. Would you go into a haunted house and provoke ghosts? I believe we've discussed this, never on, on mic, but I'd watch you do it. <laughs> I'd get a Ouija board and everything. I'd go in there, I'd be totally respectful because I don't believe in ghosts, but I also know I'm an idiot and there's things beyond my control or understanding and they may not be ghosts but there's definitely something there that's killing people see I don't know but I feel I would just want to mess with you because I don't believe any of it has repercussions so I would be like offering your soul to the ghosts <laughs> and being like you can take Garth just kick his soul out you can have his body no no I give you permission also this is Australia most of the ghosts that we'd have here are like hardened criminal ghosts we don't have nice ghosts I mean we've got the Frederick Baker he's a thespian that's probably a nice one but yeah I could kick the crap out of a thespian but then every old building in Queensland is a prison and if you meet a ghost he's gonna shank you because <laughs> that's what he was gonna do if he was alive but it's a ghost shank so do it right through you it'd probably give you like a chill like you know like they say when someone steps in your grave you get that shiver up your spine you probably get a lot of those <laughs> like, wow I am shivering in here it's not even that cold I mean there is also the point I would make that there's no such thing as ghosts that's true but <laughs> at what point Ben this is what I want to know because I'm like the guy who's like no, there's no such thing as ghosts. Then I hear a noise. I'm like, oh my God, it's a ghost. Get out of here. <laughs> You're a hard and fast. No, there's no such thing as ghosts. So we can screw with 
them. How much ghost stuff would have to happen to you before you flip out and go nuts? Like you walk in to the Monte Cristo homestead mm. of Junie and you're like, there's no such thing as ghosts. Hey, ghosts, come out and say hi. Then you get the shiver up your spine. Oh no, I wouldn't buy it with a shiver. I'd be like, it just got cold in here. And then suddenly the doors shut and then open again and it's a lock. So it shuts and then opens again somehow. Wind. And then the lights flicker. I got to get the power in here checked. Then you get this definite feeling of a presence. I loved saying this because it's the yeah. stupidest thing you ever hear. A presence and something definitely touches you on the shoulder. Narcissus my head fucking with me. And then something like appears in front of you that's kind of like see-through but human looking and goes Ben, I'm a ghost. Holy I'm- shit, a ghost! <laughs> <laughs> we got there. We got there. We got there. It t- I had to do the most blatant. <laughs> Alright, uh, you need to see one. By the way, it was a projector that I put up. Ah, oh, damn it, I fell for it. Ha <laughs> ha! Vengeance is sweet. <laughs> uh, yeah, you ended up getting unraveled by the Scooby-Doo gang. Yeah, and I would have got away with it too if it weren't for you meddling kids. I would feel stupid if there was a moment where I'm just like, oh my God, it turns out ghosts are real. And then someone <laughs> just went, ha, we pranked you and it's on film. Like, shit, I'm never going to live this down. I walked in with the like, look, I'm open to being tricked. You're like hard and fast. Like, there's no way they don't exist. Oh my God. Ha <laughs> ha, we made you any time you can destroy someone's beliefs that's a golden moment when you can make someone stop believing in something or start believing in something that's gold right there I just shook you to your core I've always been curious what a Valkyrie is yeah that was in the new Thor movie is it a warrior woman that flies on a Pegasus one of a host of female figures who choose those who may die in battle and those who may live so it's like a chick who rocks up and goes duck 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 goose you're gonna die haha of course it's a chick That was also the name of the plan to kill Hitler. I saw a movie about it once, and it's my understanding that at one stage, Tom Cruise tried to kill Hitler. Yeah, and he had an eye patch. That's very important. And so he snuck a briefcase into there that blew up, but it didn't kill Hitler. I've seen enough Bold and the Beautiful to know that that clearly isn't Tom Cruise. That's his evil twin brother. Well, yeah, he was a Nazi. Yeah, and he had an eye patch. So clearly that's not Tom Cruise. That's just his twin that no one knows about, who's probably like a famous doctor. That's just Tom Cruise saying that even evil me is super nice. <laughs> Even evil me does the right thing. He didn't get Hitler, but he tried. Let That's the, the main thing. Let the record show he tried. Okay, I thought a Valkyrie was going to be much cooler than that. You got flat out undead. Just undead. Yeah, it just means that you're not dead anymore. Covering- it's just a zombie, essentially. Well, yeah, it's anything that died and now is undead. <laughs> <laughs> Hence the name. There's a whole bunch of names here we don't even know. Oh, it's full of them. A skinwalker. A skinwalker. That sounds horrible. Does it take your skin? Navajo culture. That's Native American. A skinwalker is a type of harmful witch or medicine man who has the ability to turn into, possess, or disguise themselves as an animal. This term is not used for healers. So this is a Navajo Native American witch doctor medicine man who can turn into like coyotes and stuff. Essentially, he can change his skin. Yeah. And that's where he gets the name. Yeah, that's self-explanatory, isn't it? I thought it was some guy who stole people's skins and then just wore them around. Walked around in them. Like that serial killer that turned people's skin into lampshades. That's sort of what I had pictured. You had a Silence of the Lambs thing going on? Yeah. (laughs) It's gone Buffalo Bill on me. He's going to make a girl suit. (laughs) All right, well, that sucked. What's another one? Let's go for one we don't even know. Vampire. Jesus. Because the problem is, all the ones I don't know, I have no way of pronouncing. Double-headed eagle. I wonder what that is. <laughs> I think you just described it. It's got the name and the description together. Oh, cockatrice. 
a cockatrice. What do you think that is? It sounds like a cockatoo mixed with rice. I'm going to say it's a badass rooster. It's under a eyes. A three-headed rooster. That's my guess. It's under eye. That's a clue. So it's got to have eyes. I don't okay. know. I reckon it's got an eye for a penis. Three-headed rooster. I'm sticking with it. A it's mythical. a dragon. Uh, two-legged dragon. Really? Or a serpent-like creature with a rooster's head. Eh? Oh, there you go. Part marks. Part marks. Closest to anything. And it's English. Okay. <clears throat> does sound English. They got lynx deodorant. Yeah, yeah. Isn't a lynx a real thing? They've got a picture of a lynx. Prominent role in Greek, Norse, and... Well, see, it was a thing before it was a thing. If you have, like, a mythical story about pigeons, does that make pigeons a mythical animal? Because they say in this one, it was prominent in Greek and Norse and North American mythology. Greeks and Norse, they did not see a lynx. They didn't know about lynx before then. That's not right. What I'm saying is, if you're from a place which didn't have pigeons, and you had this mythical bird that would congregate around town centres that looked like it had been covered in oil but still cooed, then that would be a mythical creature. You got a skeleton. Which well, that, again, that's not mythical. We all have one. But specifically if it gets up and dances, that's something mythical. No, that's a Disney movie. A really <laughs> old one. That was fun back in those days. Why don't they just make movies that are just dancing skeletons now? Because the masses really move past that. But I can be a skeleton if I wait long enough. What about bloody bones? A boogeyman figure feared by children and is sometimes called Rawhead. Tommy Rawhead. Or Rawhead and Bloody Bones. So it's just a boogeyman. Rawhead is a pretty good name for a horror movie. Or that, Tommy Rawhead. That sounds like a really good punk rocker name. Alright, I'm Tommy Rawhead and these are the bloody bones! <laughs> Two, three, four. <laughs> do, 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 do. Yeah, that's gonna be used for something. That's been overlooked. Rawhead. I bet if, if we looked it up, it would actually, let's not do it, but I bet it's probably a band somewhere. Like a really failed band. They definitely play death metal. <laughs> yes. Someone has a mohawk in there somewhere <laughs> is what I'm saying. And there are like 52 different piercings throughout every member of the band. 52 If combined. you combine all piercings, of them, yeah. Yes. You may not be able to see all of them, but they're there. Blood's got a lot, like a chupacabra. It's supposed to look like a coyote. It looks like it's got an alien head. This one looks like kind of like the reptile, the lizard people, the David Icke people. Well, it turns out the chupacabra is one of the lizard people then. Oh, that makes sense. It was just disguising itself as like a coyote looking thing. Oh, yeah, that works for me. Uh, what's a red cap? A red cap. It sounds like Soviets during the Cold War. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? It's a murderous goblin found in border folklore. He is said to inhabit ruined castles along the Anglo-Scottish border, especially those that were the scene of tyranny or wicked deeds, and he is known for soaking his cap in the blood of his victims. So he wears a hat? He wears a hat, and it's soaked in blood. Does he have to constantly soak it? Because that would dry out. It would. It would smell funny. And it would harden and be like a weird shape. So you'd know whether he's going to get you or not by the hardness of his hat? Yeah, he definitely has hepatitis. Yeah, definitely. But he's a goblin, so maybe hepatitis is like they're born with it. Maybe it's like (laughs) they all have hepatitis. It's like nothing new. Yeah, like chlamydia with koalas. He can't get herpes twice, my friend. (laughs) Red cap coined that. (laughs) Who's Alan? It's just some guy. It's like, hi, I'm Alan. (laughs) Hi, I'm Alan. Deformed spirit from folklore in the Philippines again. They have wings and can fly and their fingers and toes point backwards. Oh, that'd be inconvenient. How do they pick stuff up? Oh, that sounds like, yeah, there's a disease you can get that does that. Not the wing part, the finger part. How do they make a fist? Or even a grab A backwards you? fist. Yeah, that, so that wouldn't be good. The back of their hand would be their palm. And their toes are backwards, so like it's like up, so they could probably grab things on the top of their feet, I guess. That's creepy. Like Wicked Witch of the West style, when it <laughs> rolls under the house. And they haven't even got a scary name. Imagine like we're getting attacked, I'm like, Alan's outside. Oh, sweet, invite him in. No, it's an Alan! <laughs> 
It's the most terrifying one. <laughs> All right, so what did you think of this page? I'd have to rate this a unicorn out of a possible lynx. Because there's more to it than you think. It is exactly what I expected, like a unicorn. Like, it's not a lot going on. But it's definitely something more than you have out of a possible lynx because... What's a lynx? Why is a lynx involved in this? It's either deodorant or a cat. It's a yeah. cat that smells funny then, I guess. A, a cat that smells good. I imagine if you see a lynx walking down, there's just like this mob of women just chasing it. Oh, that's just the lynx effect, though. So, yeah, I really enjoyed this. I learned a lot about ones I didn't know. There's a whole bunch I didn't know. We're like, harpies. We missed that. Harpies. Harpies. That's like a winged creature <clears throat> that is ugly, but it's like a siren and a bat put together. There's a lot of creatures out there that are like guys think are hot until it's too late. Could you imagine if you caught harpies? Uh-huh. <laughs> I really enjoyed this. I thought it was a lot of fun going through creatures that don't exist. I love learning about the detail, the exquisite detail of like a chimera of like someone sat down and thought that up for no reason. There is no reason any of these things need to exist, but they <clears throat> do. And it's wonderful. I had a great time. What did you think, Ben? I think that I need to rate this out of a legendary number. So I'm going to go with a trillion because that sounds epically legendary. Quite possibly the largest out of number you've ever had. It is. It's going to be legendary, this rating. It's like, did you hear when he rated it out of a trillion? So yes, my legendary rating out of a trillion is 986,423,201. Wow, that's a really high rating. It'd be complicated to go in what it lost points for. What was that number again, Ben? (laughs) I can just seamlessly like edit it so it plays it again. Just play it. So yeah, yeah. the number was 986,423,201. Foiled by my own petard. So So see, I totally remembered it. It wasn't just a number I pulled out of my ass. I stand corrected, Ben. You totally knew that. That was a definite number that you made up specifically as you rated this with a very fine tooth comb. Yeah, Um, I got notes down here. There's a whole like calculations. I see your calculator. Yeah, as we've been going, I've been adding points and minusing points and... (laughs) Yeah, so you gave that a really high rating. I did. I really like this page. I really like any sort of pseudoscience-y stuff. Mythology and religion, yeah, it does have a lot of pseudoscience. It does, doesn't it? A lot of crazy things. Alright, well, aside from that, just plug the YouTube channel, which is Humidor, the website, which is humidor.com.au, and the Facebook page. Yeah, Humidor on Facebook. Find us. Yeah, just find Humidor. Find us, love us, like us, live it. It'll all work out and email us at wikireviewpodcast at gmail.com. All right. Well, I've been Ben Grohl. I've been Garth Remington. And we'll catch you on the next Wiki Review. Find Humidor on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and at humidor.com.au. Theme is I Live for the Bass Drum by DJ Searle. All other music by Matt Graw.